0: Of it Our love is what
1: we make of it
2: Our love is what we make of it Our love is what we make of it sex for, for smart, smart people
1: that, that means, means you. you oh hi hello i'm
2: dave and my preferred pronoun is he
1: and i'm stephanie and i go by she or they and we are so
2: excited to be presenting sex for smart people live from beautiful 3b in brooklyn Woo-hoo!
3: Woo-hoo!
2: there you hear our sexy sexy live audience and i'm sure all of you listening at home or in the car or on the subway or in a jet aeroplane are just as sexy and we wish you were here thank you so much for braving the rain you hear live in the room thank you so much for dealing with whatever weather conditions you're dealing with at home wherever you're listening to this <laughs> um we are uh, we're just so excited to be in this conversation with you and um excited to work the- Basic fucking point is we're excited, okay?
1: Indeed, yeah. and, and the flow of this evening will be similar to the typical podcast structure, but um, we're going to do it in three acts, so that those of you who are here in the room, um, there'll be two brief intermissions after about like 30 minutes of content, so you'll be able to stretch, and maybe if you're on the floor, you'll take a turn on the couch, and vice versa, and make a new friend, and get a new drink, or anything that feels good to you. Um, so, uh, in the first act, we're going to interview our amazing guest, Francisco. Ramirez and then we're going to address one question from one of you in the room and then we'll take a quick break when we come back Francisco Dave and I will address a couple more questions from the room take another quick break. And then act three, we have special surprises, guest appearances from a couple of uh, guests from our previous episodes. Ajua Tete and Antonia Levy are here tonight. And so Ooh. they'll join us for quickies. And then my bandmate Jillian will, um, will share the song that we made intending to write the sexiest possible song about enthusiastic consent. So get ready, act three. We're going to ask you guys all to sing it with us. And, and it's called How I Like It. And then, um, as we did at the launch party, we really like to get all of your voices in the room. And so during the intermissions, we're gonna um, pass out other small papers and ask you to tell us what you think is the sexiest. And then, at the last thing of the evening, will be us reading what you all think is the sexiest.
2: Those of you listening to this, uh, while well, it's recorded, those intermissions are going to seem instantaneous. Whoa. That's right. It's going to be a, a, an intermission here, and then no time at an all. an instantaneous you. Like, mental cocktail. Yeah, just...
1: Do, or just, pause just, it and make a new friend, and then come back. Or switch seats wherever you're seated at home. are doing,
2: switch seats during when we say intermission, and then it'll be next.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, so the, before we bring up Francisco... We are going to, uh, as we do periodically, we check in with our mission statement, which we uh, we wrote initially, and we just like check in as we go, and it still keeps feeling good to me, and I think to you yeah, as in well. Yeah, we've
2: added a new line this time to clarify something that we've that's come up in conversation. Yeah,
1: just the th- there is one thing that when I read the mission statement, I say like, wait a second, like there's this thing that whenever I talk about the podcast, I say, oh, this is the heart of what we're doing, but it has not yet made it into the mission statement. So we're going to read the new mission statement with this line incorporated, just that something that is really, really core to all that we're doing and has been all along is addressing questions and ideas about love and sex and relationships in the context of a wider social justice framework. Like, how can we talk about... Who you know splitting the check or who picks up the check without addressing patriarchy or how can we you know talk about how some somebody's um, how somebody wears themselves in their gender identity um, without addressing how that affects who is made to feel invisible in a certain conversation or who feels included and so that's always been important to us but we want to say that more explicitly. It's and almost so. as if all of our grievances are connected. Hmm. That does seem to be a thing, which is true, Dave. Um, so we are now going to read our mission statement because we like to check in with it. And I know uh, some of you may be new to the podcast. And so you'll get to kind of hear what we're about. And we will, we will flag when here's that new line addressing the thing that I just said. Yeah. So.
2: Here we go. Uh, sex and sexuality are related to hope and vitality and should be celebrated and talked about without shame.
1: It's not all about the sex, but sex is important.
2: Trust and communication and authenticity are the most important things.
1: Knowing how to make meaningful relationships is not instinctual or inherited, but takes work.
2: Just because a relationship ends doesn't mean it was a failure.
1: Here's that new line. How we are with each other is significant on both a personal and political scale.
2: Queering is beautiful, valuable, and necessary. Challenge the status quo, but don't rule it out.
1: Relationships are strongest when they are crafted and defined by the people in them. You You should should talk talk to each each other about about things.
2: things! Yes, we are shouting this. This is vital, even especially when things are fraught or complicated.
1: And that, above all, there is no one right way to be other than considered and considerate.
2: Mission stated. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Um, And now we are so excited to introduce uh, uh, Francisco Ramirez. Francisco has been working as a sexual health educator for more than 15 years, including um, by giving free advice in public parks uh, you may have heard him on episode 186 of the Savage Lovecast. So you can track that down on on iTunes. Or I
1: love that he was giving advice in public parts, and Dan Savage walked by. And
2: whatever RSS podcatcher you're currently using, hippie, I'm <laughs> using Dogcatcher. Just FYI. Um, uh, and now he works with global organizations, uh, including the UN and MTV, um, to answer today's toughest questions on sexuality and health. And just as an aside, he is one of the most vibrantly kind people we have ever met. We are so excited to introduce Francisco Ramirez.
4: Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I love this space. I feel it's like my Berkeley days. I should have like a hookah and some baggy cords. <laughs> <laughs> No time like the present. No, and a, and a fire escape with a bottle of Boone's Farm.
2: Secrets. <laughs> Secret. Anyway. Um, do you mind just introducing yourself with, uh, so your name and uh, your preferred gender pronoun? Sure.
4: My name is Francisco, and my preferred gender pronoun is he or him, but I'll really respond to anything if it's juicy
1: enough. So, Ooh. Okay. And Francisco Ramirez, what is your relationship to relationships? Uh, It's tenuous.
3: <laughs>
4: and joyful. Um, it's kind of like a funky tightrope walk where you think you're gonna fall off and then you do and then you get back up again. That's, I, I sort of feel like with relationships, um, for me, the core is always about vulnerability. And so much of it is do you see me? You know, like that's when I notice that I'm in relationships and I'm talking to people about theirs. So much of it is, am I bringing my full self to you? And if I do, can you see me? If you see me, do you stay? If you leave, do I still exist? Am I still human? Am I still living?
2: Holy shit.
1: <laughs> I think you win the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has been Sex Smart People. Cool. Thanks so much <laughs> for
1: tuning in. We can all go home. <laughs> That's all. Wow. That's. That really resonates with me, Francisco. Thank you for so, that articulation. So when, when you, okay, hold on. When
2: you fall off a tightrope, do you feel like you are caught by a safety net or you land on another tightrope?
4: There's a really... I'm going to give like a really cheesy quote that I think is absolutely true for relationships, that when you sort of get to the end of all that you know in a relationship and you feel like you're about to step off into darkness, one of two things that happen. Either there will be something there... Having faith is about knowing that something is there to either catch you or you'll learn to fly in this new experience. And so one of those two will happen because you, don't, you never ultimately fail at relationships. Because not to sound too Oprah, or whatever, but the relationship that you always have, the most meaningful one, the longest term one is the one you're having with yourself, and that one never ends. So in a way, we're always all in relationships.
1: Whoa! And you have been sort of a guru of relationship and sex advice in so many different exciting contexts. Um, can you? So you you work with the UN, you work with MTV, you give advice in public parks. Like, what is? Um, I have two questions, and you can take it however you want. Um, like, what lit the fire under your ass to be focused on this particular thing and these collection, this collection of things? And also, what? of just like, what's the interaction between those those very different audiences that you reach and engage with?
4: And- yeah. Um, the, the fire is lit because I'm pissed off, um, because I was pissed off, because I still am pissed off, and because I'll probably still be pissed off for a while, even though I'm a really happy person, <laughs> let me just say that. But there's a part of me that's pissed, you know? I remember being I don't know, like 14 and being in junior high and people, you know, giving me death threats and all, you know, being really negative and rude, et cetera. Death Um, threats on account of... Death threats on account of me being myself. Thank you very much. Um, And, you know, just like being interested in dudes or whatever and uh, not sort of fitting into the the way that they imagined that I should because of the way I looked. Um, And I thought that was fucked up. And um, I sort of banded with the other gender outlaws, to steal the term, um, if you will. Yeah, someone from
1: Kate Pornstein. Yeah, yeah.
4: And, uh, and that sort of became my, my band and my group. And, and, and I recognized that among us, we all had different things that people were picking on us for about either our bodies or our perceived sexuality or our true sexuality or how we were choosing to live our lives. And I felt like, that we all have this common theme of people hating on us because of who we are sexually, physically, um, and that's what I'm pissed off about. You know that people think it's okay to, you know, shout comments at somebody. You know, on Sixth Avenue, um, like it happened last week, uh, or you know that people are are just berated for being the person that they are, and that's that's the fire that's lit. And unfortunately, I mean, I certain certainly see promising changes, but there are still Tons of problems, and that's why I do the work that I do.
2: And What what took you to uh, sitting in public parks giving free advice and uh, follow-up, if I may? What was the most frequent question you were asked during those sessions?
4: Um, I think what led me is I was just... I had been working in sexuality education at that point, maybe like 10 years or so, and I found myself having a lot of great conversations with people in different contexts, but sometimes they would reach... Uh, an end that felt premature or sort of forced so maybe I'm talking to you in a clinic and we have some little conversation and I'm like okay well now I'm sorry I have to interrupt because it's time for your the results of your whatever test or HIV test whatever the case may be or um, in a research setting and so I thought what would happen if people really just brought their honest questions and there were essentially no rules um, and if I had no objective and there was no exchange of money because I don't accept any money at all uh, what what would come out of it and who would I see and how could lives be changed and that's, that was the impetus there was a second question that yeah. I forgot
2: what was the question you were asked most frequently?
4: oh um, mm. the most frequent question or questions I think are about it's, it's, there's always people always present with this question of oh my gosh You'll never. G- there is this dude slash woman slash person slash whatever, and they are so fine. But they are like so fine. They're like they're like on another. You don't even understand. They're like here, like <laughs> up high, and like. But I'm like I'm I'm good. But I'm like I'm lower. But like, do you see what I'm saying? Like hot here, and then down here. You see what I'm saying? And like they're just so like they're just everything, right? But like, how do I do I even like do anything or like? Should I- Is it okay if I like wanna? Like, say anything to them because they're like way up here, right? So, it, it, to me, what it speaks to is this fear that everyone has. And I've had like a Victoria's Secret model tell that to me. And not, you know, not to speak, to, I mean, certainly issues on body image and whatnot. They I'm were
2: sure. all talking about me, you know. Absolutely. There's no question. Right. Yeah. I, I keep confidentiality Every generally, but you, right. yeah. you broke the code. Yeah. So, it whatever. It was Dave. Yeah. You
4: Always. know, and like everyone's like walking around with those um, inhibitions and sort of less than isms or whatever. Huh. Uh, that's, that's what gives me the most pause and also the most sort of hope that if we can undo that.
1: How do we undo that? What, what is your thing? most common <laughs> response to this most common question that's asked?
4: Um, I think, first of all, with, with anything when you're trying to work through something, I think you first just have to put it on a table and just look at it like an ugly old slab of meat. Like, you just throw a carcass on a table, and you just look at it rotting away, right? Because that's kind of, like, what some of these nasty-ass beliefs are. Like, they're just ugly kind of sores that kind of live with us. But at the same time, like, a barnacle is beautiful, right? Like, things that attach to, to things, you know, this... The, these these mutual relationships uh, the, these parts of us that sort of can't be extricated are still beautiful because there's something that's built as to who we are so I say put it on the table look at it for how ugly it is this this belief that you've held and then just ask yourself is this a belief that I want to continue to hold on to it's certainly you know more difficult than that it's actually a process and it, I actually think that the way to undo it is to work within each person individually mm-hmm. um, because people have their own interpretations of, of their experience, but a lot of it is just first recognizing it and then seeing how it's working for you or not.
1: And this, that speaks to me to what you, how you answered was your relationship to relationships. How do we bring our, truly bring our full selves to being with other people as yeah. well? Yeah,
4: that's, and that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do it like right now, and it's, it, it <laughs> freaks me out. It
1: freaks me out. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling your full self. Yeah. <laughs> <For better>. Yes. <laughs> Whether or not you're... Full you're disclosure, yeah. But I'm curious, like... um I want to speak back to a conversation that we kind of started earlier, but you were talking about your work with MTV and um, what kinds of questions you get asked and how you navigate that and like when to step up and like what kind of public voice to be. And why don't they play music videos anymore? <laughs> <laughs>
4: it doesn't sound. It's, nobody's tuning in. You go to YouTube. That's where we're watching all of our listening, watching, listening to all of our music. Um, I think even more than Spotify. I don't know. Um, but you know in television and MTV um or in really in edutainment in general cuz edutainment is really really is that a, <laughs> i don't know how... <laughs> for all the nerds listening if you want to like learn about this and actually do the research on it you go look to pubmed.gov and you'll actually type in edutainment you know that's where you can sort of that's the technical term for what i do on television
2: this is maybe the angriest i've ever seen you <laughs> <laughs>
4: You're having a reaction. No. It's okay. Two perfectly Throw good words. Why are we entertainment on the
1: table. We'll we... put, put, put <laughs> the, on the raw table piece of meat of entertainment I'm trying. I'm trying. It's out. gonna take me a while to warm up to this, but I but I, please proceed. I, I, please I, don't let me hang us up. I believe that you will get there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so one of the, the the struggle for me at a place like MTV or other channels is this, uh they want something salacious and I want something educational Mm. and they want to really for me to like speak to stereotypes. Like I get, I've had um, offers to, to write things like, you know, he said versus she said, or the male perspective and the female perspective on something. And I'm like, you do know who you're talking to. Like you, like me, like you want me to give them, typical dude perspective on something all right let's see how this works out but usually i'll just decline it um because it doesn't it doesn't make sense to 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 go with that but sometimes i feel like i have to make concessions because ultimately i want good content on these channels that have huge um huge followings
3: mm-hmm. yeah hey.
1: what's a concession that you've made has there been a concession that you've made that you feel like that was worth it that was right to Navigate in that way. Yeah, I think
4: I, I I pick each battle sort of differently. I was um, there was one piece that we did that was attached to "Savage You" that ran in different countries, and I did this uh, video where I'm talking about uh, sort of the, the the do's and don'ts of fuck buddies. That's what it was, and um, and the last point, which is which is I thought was really important, was just sex is fun, right? And it comes up on the on the video, like in this you know little. Um, graphic mm-hmm. and some people took issue with that they're like well sex is fun is that really the message that we want to send and I'm like exactly right like, Yes, <laughs> actually it is so I actually went to that that, is, that, is a stick, that was a sticking point for me so I actually went to PubMed and did my research to prove that sex is pleasurable which sounds redonkulous <laughs> But I had to do Because that if pro-
1: science says it is, then that
4: means we're all right? <laughs> <Mike>? Several <laughs> studies have concluded that sex feels good. Yeah. And that it's and that is a really prevailing reason why we have sex. So hello. Uh, so I had to sort of brought that and I said, Look, we're not we're not. And of course the family. we
1: know that's not the case for every everyone. Sure, sure,
4: sure, sure. That's sure, sure, sure. Yeah. a first order approximation, let's say. Sure. Right. Yeah. But a lot of people for a lot of people, sex is is not f- for necessarily procreation; there's a lot of pleasure involved in it and and I felt like that should be highlighted uh, and so we kept it in and and nobody nobody died as far as I know. <laughs> nobody perished yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. I want always, I want to talk to you like forever and ever. Um, we need to move on, but I'm hoping. Can you give like the 20 to 30 second nutshell version of like what do you do with the United Nations? Yeah. And you just said you just got back from Iran or you were just working? Um,
4: I'm not going to Iran uh, in the end, but I yeah, work in all different countries, um, all any sort of region of the world, and I work on everything from. Uh, sexuality education, HIV, sexual diversity, reproductive health, all of those issues. Um, and it's a really great learning experience because I get to see w- so much of what we have in common. I mean, certainly the taboos vary from one region or one city to another, but the fact that we have taboos does not at all mm. change, right? So when I'm in Rome, people are like whispering about the Vatican and that's why we can't have condoms in this area, even though in some places in Rome there, there are. Kind of sort of freely available, um, but maybe policies are influenced by the Vatican or whatever. In other places, they're talking, you know, quietly about sex with animals or whatever the case may be. That's you know, others things that are controversial, um, but everyone everyone has things that they're hushing about around the world. Hmm. Believe it or not. Freaking.
1: And if people want to learn more about that and the work that you do, where can they find that?
4: Uh, sure, there's a bit on my work on my website, which is myfirstandlastname.org, so franciscoramirez.org. Um, and then the work that, that the UN does, I mean, it's, it's really multi-agency, so you can read about things like UNFPA, UNAIDS, I work at UN CARES also. Those are some of our works.
2: So, yeah. I have this quick suggestion for you, Stephanie, just to think about, and you can throw it right back if you don't like it. Entercation. God. <laughs> Entercation?
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It's gonna take me a while to recover from that one (laughs) why don't you we have the, the the question on top from nick is the one we will do first sure um uh
2: i am in a very healthy open relationship with my beautiful partner of several years um everything is great between us but my problem has to do with how i bring up our arrangement to other people i am interested in sexually or romantically i feel like if I bring it up too soon, it's creeping or something, like I'm hitting on them prematurely. But too late, and then it feels like I've been hiding something in a dishonest way. How do I find the sweet spot in between?
3: Mm. Mm.
1: Oh, I feel this. Can I jump in? Yeah. Please do. Just
4: fucking do it up front. <laughs> just, just fucking do it. Just, just put a, just that carcass again on the table. Not to be harsh, but I, I feel like... Hi, I'm Dave. You're attractive. I've been in up in a relationship. Yeah, like well, a, a little bit slower <laughs> okay. than that, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit slower, a little finessing. We can work, we, we work on the break during that. So that's uh, that's that's a little a point we can, we can tweak there. Um, but I think, you know, the, the way I feel about questions like this, this is a really great question because so many people have this one. Um, but actually i think that this question is not like uh, is is not unlike other questions where you have some something that maybe is regarded as a secret by other people or you know potentially contentious or something uh and you wonder sort of when to put it out and certainly i mean you know i said put it just put it right out f- up front and 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 maybe with other things you wouldn't but i feel like with something like this it's such a positive thing, yeah. right? And the del- it's so much of it is the delivery. So if I'm freaked out about it, and I'm kind of shaking, now obviously this person sounds really confident. I love the, the way that the question is written. They feel strong and confident in their relationship. But even sort of approaching that conversation with somebody new, it's kind of like wobbly knee conversation, right? Mm. Like, what am I going to do? Um, but if I walk into it, and st- if, if this person then I- instead walks into it really solidly with both of their feet... Friendly planted and says, yo, I am way into you. Can we, we're going to role
1: play this right oh now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bring it. I wish <laughs> I had longer hair want to do a hair your flip. Your stage directions okay. and your stage directions and soundtrack and oh Francisco's wait. totally hitting on me. Oh my gosh.
4: Where are we? Where are we?
1: Where are we, yeah, yeah. Where um, are we Francisco?
4: Not the subway again. It's <laughs> I the subway. can't do that anymore. I'm over We're that. totally,
1: we're totally at 96th Street, the 23. Oh, on the
2: platform? Yeah Okay, here we go Oh my gosh No, we're, we're not th- No, this is
1: no. We know each other a little bit We know each
4: other Okay, we know each other a little bit You've yeah, run yeah, into yeah. each other right. in, in. We've run
1: into each other several times At the same subway stop Right We've like decided to get coffee And we're hanging out Okay Okay, okay.
3: Over
2: coffee All right, okay. great, great, great Fade in 96th Street, downtown platform
4: <laughs> Wait, 96. Okay, instead of coffee We're going to get Grey's Papaya drinks Because, you know, Aww. They have those drinks Anyway, okay So we're at the Grey's
1: <laughs> Great um, Thinking about which juice I want.
4: Yeah, I am too, Wayne.
3: <laughs> for,
4: for some reason, there's a saxophonist right next to you. Just by <laughs> Okay, he went away forever. Sorry. <laughs> so listen, this might sound odd, but I believe in being real bold. Um, I find you quite attractive. I don't know how you take that, I don't know how you feel about it, I don't know what you got to say about it, but it's been something that's on my mind, and I just wanted to respectfully tell you that I dig you from your hair to your Birkenstocks, no, to uh, black <laughs> socks, I don't know. It's a good guess, it's a solid guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm in this Berkeley zone, it's in my head, right? Um, back, to, back to the scene. <clears throat> okay, um, uh, Oh, well I'll let you, I'll let you react.
1: Um. Cool, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm glad we're finally getting to hang out. It's been nice to run into you multiple times.
4: Great. Well, so I'm glad that the feeling is mutual, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I I suppose that this conversation progressing further, this is me out of scene, would depend on the person really, like, be uh-huh. getting some kind of clue that the person said to me. Let me try that again. Great.
2: Um, are you guys going to order? Or Fr- <laughs> of I just like a minute.
1: There's, a lot of people behind I you. just need <laughs> that a minute. Oh, my God, Francisco, you're totally dreamy. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so mm. flattered.
4: Really? Oh, well, my gosh. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm the one turning red like this ketchup on this hot dog. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> um, so, listen, I just want to put something out there. I'm actually in an open relationship, which for me means that I'm dating this other person. And he actually knows that I'm allowed to go out and hook up or be sexual with other people. Um, I have no idea how that sort of sits with you, but look, I just wanted to put that right out there up front. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just really want to. I, I would love to sort of explore with you and like see where things might go. What's what's your take?
1: Oh, cool. Can I ask you some questions about that? Yeah. This, um, so you and your partner? They, you talk about everything. Like you. Um.
4: We talk about most things. We talk about most things. the, the little details, every little X,Y,Z? No. We're okay. actually closing.) <laughs>
1: <this island. laughs> Francisco, Francesca. I, I think let's let's take this outside. Fabulous. Uh, <laughs> I think I think this conversation wants a little more privacy. Um, no. Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna take a pass for today, <laughs> Grace Papaya.
2: Also, you guys should just totally just, just as an outside observer, you guys should totally do it. You guys seem really to each other. Okay, thanks.
1: <laughs> thanks. Uh, well,
3: yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so um, I don't know. I've heard you know, like I know other people in open relations, but I've never like really been there before yeah. like I think that that might be hard for me but I really think you're awesome and I'd love to talk further and see, see what we could work out because really, it could be really cool to see what else our connection could be
4: well great so since this joint is closing and the guy is totally <laughs> rude um, we should go to Central Park because it's two blocks two avenues away
1: I'd be so into that Whatever. and see I was trying to choose a little bit best case scenario, but also like feel like I don't think that this conversation always goes well. No. So I was trying to throw in a little no. bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Really? From, well.
3: No. Because really I do no. think there's
1: a lot of there's a lot of stigma, and I think that people. So like, uh, person who wrote this question, I feel for you in that I think that there's a lot of like presuming that if anybody's in an open relationship, that any other connections then would be sort of like meaningless or like secondary. Uh, Sure. And yeah. which maybe they are. I mean, I, I know people, I personally know people in all shades and varieties and shapes of, of what an open relationship looks like. It's not just like one thing, but I feel like that term can really freak people out. And it's definitely not for everybody, but it really is for some people. And I think I just love the way that you modeled how to talk about that, that it, as you were saying, that it's not um, it's not a disease. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's just something to put right out there. Um, but the other thing that I was thinking about as we were is, um, I agree, put it right out there, but it is a little bit like I, I mean, like like Dave joked, I don't think you like go right in like when you first meet somebody. But I, I was thinking that like at least in, in different connections that I have, like I feel like there's a time where you might not be sure. Like you might feel attracted to somebody, but you're not sure if you want it to to change shape at all. So I feel like if you're not sure. I think I want to put see what you guys think. I think it's okay to not fully throw down like that. I mean, I feel like if you're if you have a significant other partner and that comes up, like it could be cool to be open about your arrangement right. too. But if it doesn't, like I feel like like there is a moment where like I feel like humans are just kind of like sussing each other out and not being dishonest about anything. But I do think that there is a moment or like where like you can feel like if if you become aware that you're interested in this being either like fluid between friends and lovers or being something that's like moving towards some kind of partnership, romantic or sexual, I do think that like if you have that clarity within you than to bring it up at the earliest opportunity. I don't think we're saying always bring it up at the earliest opportunity, but if you feel clarity about that, if you sit on it, I feel like it just will get weird as the person who wrote this uh, expressed. And if in any other
2: context you would bring up something having to do with your partner at that moment, don't leave it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has been the most. That's huge, I think. Yeah. You know, when I've been with with partners in relationships and meeting other people, like those partners tend to come up in conversation because that's a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. Don't skip over that in order not to weird the conversation, right? Leave that in and have that be part of the. And yet I have to cop to, I've
1: done that a little bit because I think this is a hard thing to navigate. I've like calculated a little bit. When do I bring up when, when we were together for six years, like I would, I would bring up, I would think like. The part, there would be a calculation of when when do I bring up Dave, and I think I think I've gotten better at navigating that over time. But I do think, it's like I feel, yeah. I feel for how complex this is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I want to put out there too. Yeah,
4: it's certainly complicated, and I I think that for me when I'm going to a conversation like this, I I don't necessarily call it like the worst case scenario, but because it's not bad if someone walks away. But I I play sort of I, I play in my head what what I'm fearing the most. Yeah. And in some cases, it's going to be that this person really, you know, rebuffs and and, and and rejects what I'm saying, and then that I internalize that as, as them rejecting me. Mm. Um, so I play through that, and then when it happens, I try not to be freaked out about it. You know, the person who walked away is not the person I wanted to fuck anyway, right. by by any means. Um, I think there's something or be romantic with or be oh yeah like oh yeah romantic. right. There's that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Or everything. laughs> of course, um, <laughs> I, I think there's something so great about being really direct with someone like you yeah. know if you can tell i think di- being direct is so sexy I think you I should need talk to, bring to it each back, other about right? this exactly. communication nothing doesn't have the especially if i'm complimenting your hair and your birkenstocks like in the same breath why are you complimenting birkenstocks i I just i felt it's this room is like getting <laughs> to me i just there's a candle here i think it's scented i'm, I'm taken back but i think you know what I always tell people is when they're afraid to approach somebody or they're afraid to disclose something like this, if I'm paying you a compliment and that if I'm paying somebody a compliment and that person rejects me, they don't want to go on a date with me because whatever reason, they're in a relationship, they don't like the fact that I'm in a relationship, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, that person goes to sleep, puts their head on their pillow, and even if they weren't interested in me, they think for a moment, huh, that felt kind of nice. I'm desirable, mm. so at the very least, as long as you did it respectfully, you probably just made somebody's day,
1: and probably don't even have to fuck up a friendship yeah. too. Like you can give an out and too. So like, I'm so excited about you as a friend too, if that's the case. Absolutely. And, like, Absolutely. To, like if not? you're if you're not feeling it, it's it's cool. Mm-hmm.
2: But that, that respectfully is important, though. You know, yeah. situational awareness. Go back and listen to the Tuan episode if you haven't listened to it in a bit. Indeed, episode
1: out. six for more on this. It's pretty situational good. Situational awareness. Yeah. Um, any last burning thoughts before we move on? Okay, no, no, no. so um, <laughs> in a moment we're going to take a ten-minute break. Um, or dur-
2: nothing, for those of you or listening nothing. at home. Yes. Welcome back. After that, either eight-minute or instantaneous break. Um, so Stephanie and Francisco and I have gone through the questions, which you guys made it really difficult to pick just two or three to get through.
1: Thank you so much yeah, for, for everybody for writing. And
2: we'll hold on to the rest of these for to address in future episodes too. So um, if we don't get to it tonight, uh, f- fret not. Um, so, uh, here we go with question number one. Um, I am interested in giving up. Sex and romance, or lack thereof, have been the one lopsided aspect of my otherwise happy life, if you're willing to accept that they are standalone problems and not symptomatic of deeper issues. I've aged out of a lot of petty insecurities, and I'm comfortable with who I am as a person, but a permanent and irreconcilable longing has dogged me and made me feel incomplete and defective. I recognize that this question sounds like a cry for help, but I mostly am just tired. I'm tired of singles events, I'm tired of swing dance classes, I'm tired of affirmations, and I'm tired of advice for the Lovelorn blogs. How
3: do I find peace?
1: This is not words, but I'm just touching my heart. (laughs) Um, I think that we have to start
3: with, I don't know.
2: um that's 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 hard and and i feel like legitimate given the
1: and i think that you are not alone in this i feel like i hear from a lot of people expressing similar things
3: yeah
2: particularly given that i feel like as we're adding in this thing of addressing the personal as the political i feel like so much of what we're told is that we are incomplete if we are not in a in a relationship capital A, capital R, these mm. things that has a strict definition. You of must be a in what a relationship yeah. looks like. And I feel like you're being bombarded constantly from every level of our media and world to tell you that if you're not in that thing, that you're not enough. Yeah. And I think that part of what Stephanie and I are doing this for is a constant reminder of something that our our friend Judd told us over and over again about Mm. he's one of the best people I've ever met in my life and I asked him one day uh, Stephanie asked him one day how are you always this kind and open and he said I'm telling myself constantly I am enough you are enough.
1: And actually, what he said was even simpler than that. When, yes. I, when I said that to Judd, I was just, like, freaking out about, like, just, like, how are you so good and kind and amazing and inspiring? And I was all effusive. And he just said, well, I just, like, decided one day I'm enough. And that's all he said. And then, like, we moved on. Yeah. And I've projected the, like, if, if I'm, if he's projecting that he's enough, then I, then, like, he's allowing me to feel that I'm enough. Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. and I, I and you know this might this might go into the realm of of the affirmations yeah that you're tired of but i think that I think that that definitely
1: <laughs> does sorry I,
2: but here's but but i here's what here's what I'm going to argue because it didn't define affirmations. I feel like affirmations tend to be like you'll find somebody, there's a
4: lot of fish in the sea right,
1: uh, just it's put, just a put put of to the universe exactly what right. you want and Fuck that
2: you're <laughs>
4: enough i'll agree i i i my two cents is that I absolutely agree um, can I also offer something that's kind of counterintuitive do it it might make me sound like a really bad person <laughs> do it <laughs> so it starts off with what yeah.
1: I, I, I'm thinking of giving up I'm, I'm thinking interested, in giving, I'm interested
4: up. in giving up so my horrible advice is give up
1: mm.
2: what does that look like
4: temporarily give up take a break chill out yeah hang back ride shotgun go on a cruise do do whatever you want to do like watch the wedding planner on repeat (laughs) all weekend do whatever you gotta do you know Mm -hmm. um because i think part i love this question so props to whoever wrote this um because i'm interested in giving up like i want to give up so many things if i'm really honest mm-hmm. and sometimes i fight it and then sometimes the fight is just annoying so i'll i'll turn my attention to something else and then when i'm ready and able and interested i'll turn my gaze back to whatever it was that i was interested in or not
1: I think the or not is really important and it really resonates with me. What you said, Dave, is that like there is so much societal pressure that like capital R relationship looks a certain way, but we're all like in terms of what is your relationship relationships. We all have that first and foremost relationship to ourselves, but also we're all in relationship to other people. And we have like, just like everybody is whether regardless of the like capital R relationship that, that, that we're fed. And I think, like, I just want to, like... Oh, this is an affirmation. I'm, like, trying to stay away from the things that this person said that they're tired of. But I guess it's, like, a macro-societal affirmation that, like, relationships are can look like so many different things. This can look like... I actually... I am think somebody is coming to mind, and I have no idea if this is, like, at all resonant with the person who wrote this in, but, like, who... Uh, is this man in his 60s and he is such a lovely smart person and um, has lived alone all his life and has like his truest deepest love that he um, sees once a month and that's like super fulfilling to him Mm -hmm. and that is that is a little bit in the realm of like truest deepest love capital R relationship. But just like that rhythm is like pretty non-traditional and he finds a lot of fulfillment in that. And like, I've had in depth discussions and like, he's not interested in something that looks different than that. And she has a husband and a kid and like, they're all like, but that's, and I feel like I know people who like, Make a a collective of friends where there's no there's nothing romantic and sexual going on, and so it sounds like this person is not at this moment interested in continuing to pursue the romantic and sexual. And I feel like I want to affirm that that's so okay. Yeah,
4: yeah, way okay. Especially I'm looking over again and you know where they say they're <gasps> defective. I like my heart goes out to you, and in the same time, you know i kind of want to have a party with this person i really do we, let's whoever wrote this let's talk after because um, i want i want to have a defective party oh my gosh i should totally have a defective party a really let's song. do
1: it will you all
4: come oh my gosh because i like i know so many defective people and i am at the top of the list I've, yeah. I've never I really felt like I actually saw a light bulb go
2: off in someone's brain the way I just did with Francisco.
4: Yeah. yeah. And really, I kind of want a defective party. That sounds like Those so of fun. you at
1: home, we can pre- we actually saw a light bulb go off in Francisco's <laughs> brain. We're getting all
4: flustered and, and whatnot. Um, because, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're all sort of effective or defective in some way, and that's grand. It's not necessarily fantastic. easy. No, it's not necessarily easy. Yeah. It's not necessarily. Potentially easy. really shitty. Yeah, it it can it can really it can like feeling defective is no fun. There's no um there's no getting around that. Um, I also the other part of this that I'm looking at is is, and and this may just be a semantics thing, but I there's there's the part where it says a permanent and irreconcilable longing has dogged me, and made me feel incomplete uh, and and defective, and th- this notion that the longing um, is permanent um i would just just a small tweak i would maybe reframe that or it's just a suggestion to to think of it in a different way that you could look at it as, as it has been ongoing in the past as mm-hmm. opposed to it is something that is forever with somebody because really nothing is permanent like the mm-hmm. person you are today is not the person you're going to be a minute from mm-hmm. now or a year from now so you know it, it'll be tweaked at least in some way
1: and it sounds like I'm just fighting in myself like how how easy it is to drift toward the like pat answers to this one. I feel like it's like I want to hold this in the complexity that it was asked, but I want to just like pull out that I think that it sounds like what's really true for this person is this deep longing, ongoing longing and also being interested in giving up. And like those two things are like really fucking huge and like the these both of these extremes are in this person and i feel for that like and i i have versions of that too
4: yeah and and i think what what sometimes exacerbates the feeling of feeling defective is uh, it, this is me speaking personally and from of what, what i've conversation i've had with other people is i look around and i see all the effective people mm. and i'm like oh that's why i'm messed up because I don't have this and I don't have that. Very
1: few people are as open about about feeling defective as. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I and feel like it, those people who look like it's so effective, like there's there's stuff underneath. Yeah, we're all we all
4: have sh- our shit. We yeah, absolutely we're all broken down in certain ways, and we're all built back up again, but maybe never as strong, or maybe stronger. It's just it's going to vary. And um, yeah, I just want to give this person a hug if they consensually you know, agree to it. Um.
1: We always ask first. Of course. I, 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 I am
2: interested in this idea though of, of give, give up. It's not necessary as, as nothing is forever. That's not necessarily, not necessarily forever. Like,
1: sure. Like, what, would that, right, what would it mean to really sit with that for, for at least a while? Not yeah. give up on everything in life. Right. Just give up on this particular thing yeah. for a minute. And you can ungive up later. Yeah.
4: Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm falling into the trap of you are where where or not trap but having the experience where you where you were saying that you don't want to sort of give the the traditional advice but um, there is this part of me that like the giving up for me like when I've given up on relationships because I've you know given up or taken breaks whatever it is um, just involves everything from buying myself flowers to literally the wedding planner on repeat. Um,
2: <laughs> is that, which one is that? Porn. One?
4: What? Horn? Oh, not in not <laughs> in the same not not, not, porn. not immediately That's wedding planner The Wedding horn. The, <laughs> <manner. laughs> the wedding what manner? I don't know. I'm the wedding started. manner. The wedding manner. Ooh, say oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like and you get to find all these fun things and, and before for me, this is just speaking personally. Before I know it, I'm full again, and I am sort of my cup is runneth over with with bountiful treasures. Um, because I made might, it so,
2: right? But that might also not happen. It might blow. It might. Yeah. Be, it
4: might be awful. It might be horrific. It might be that carcass <laughs> on the table again.
1: But right. I want a second to second the try it. Yeah, try yeah. giving up because maybe you don't know what yeah. that really honestly feels like. Will um, you, and if you will, you let us know how it goes.
2: Yeah, this, we'd love to hear from you. I feel
1: like this is. I mean, like everything, but I feel this. I want to cry. <laughs> I like, I like especially feel like just like holding what this person is expressing. Like I want to like talk about this for an hour. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit um, aggressive to move on, but we are going to move on, but I would love to, to talk about this with you all and everything and everything. And each um, of us up here is available for more. enthusiastic
2: consent hugs later. Lots, yes. of, lots yes. of enthusiastic and consent hugs.
1: Um, um, and effective parties. Yes. Um, our next question is, um, I just Can Can you read it? I yep. need a minute. <laughs> uh, if
2: you meet a date online and they make it clear that they are interested in a second date, but you are not, what's the best way to tell them? Not anything that happened or anything about them personally, just a lack of chemistry.
4: Oh, oh there's. Uh, for those of you listening at home, there was a gesture to me like I have the, the <laughs> oh. correct answer to this. No, I love it. No, it's great. I
1: feel pat about this one. It's oh, go, funny. Go, go, go. Start, 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 run, run this, run. this has so happened to me. Yeah. On both ends? Uh, yeah, on both ends. But when it's happened to me and I've been on the one been like, actually not feeling it. Yeah. Um, I, oh God, we try to avoid like capital A advice, but I feel it here. Do it. I feel like, I mean, I have very, I, I have written this email and been like, Hey, I'm super flattered. I think. I, I honestly think you're awesome and fascinating in both of these cases. I honestly did um, both of the cases that I'm thinking of, but I like, I just didn't really feel sparks. Like I don't, I don't want to, I, and, and I'm not interested in hanging out again in the context of a date, but I do think you're fascinating and I hope we cross paths again. I'm so excited that we met.
2: I've stolen your move. I've done that too, but yeah. I did definitely just steal it straight up from you.
1: Great. Steal That's great. it. That's varsity. I steal your moves all the time.
2: It, 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 it worked. To the extent that it can be said to work, it works, so I can say that this...
1: I like to look for how is it more complex than this. Like, this is one that feels a little simpler to me.
2: Well, I think that the complexity here is a lot of people will say, isn't it nicer just to not say anything at all?
1: No, no, Mm. no, 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 (laughs) no. It is not. (laughs) That complexity introduction didn't quite work. I'm not living by my own mission statement here.
4: You guys talk. (laughs) I I (laughs) mean, I, I, I actually... I think everyone listening at home, and I'm actually—I'll I'll listen back to this. I might as well write that down, put it in my little OKCupid folder, and then just copy and paste it because <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I am a—I am a real neurotic, um, data by the way. I have spreadsheets on all I sorts l- of things. I love that about madness. you. Oh my gosh, my—I <laughs> have is spreadsheets the spreadsheet? on everything. People have folders, files. Like it's all in order, alphabetized. What, what is in order? Everything from the person. What is to-
2: everything? Say, name really? one thing and the everything.
4: Yeah. Well, like, because a lot gets revealed and you have to keep things straight. <laughs> but yeah, like, did somebody say, here, here? Yeah. That's awesome. Thank, thank you, it. right? Okay. Wait, hear, hear Let's from vibe the room. for a moment. Example. This is not, we're, we're a bit off topic, but example. Like, you tell me, I'm looking at, at, at you, like, that you're real into, like, Toe sucking, licking, et cetera.
1: And then. Francisco, I'm really into toe sucking, licking, et cetera. Right,
4: right? Okay, <laughs> that's logged. But then somebody else tells me something else, and then that gets processed, et cetera. Et cetera. I hate toe sucking, licking, et right? cetera. Oh, gosh. And then when I'm going out with you, do I wear the. to bring it back, Birkenstock or yeah, not? Okay. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's gonna stress me out. And one on one. What off. is that's bringing your you full did.
1: self to this situation, oh, Francisco? Perfectly. Birkenstocks or
4: no Birkenstocks? It, it, with you, Burks With you, absolutely <laughs> closed toes. Closed toe shoes Close at all toe, times. Combat yeah. boots. Bring it back. Um, yeah, and so some that's, sort of metal in the toe, if you if you would, yeah. steel or whatever. Yeah, you know. what, whatever the case may be. Because I I believe in really showing up as like the best possible date i can be and i'm i'm a in spanish we say detallista, which is like very like attentive and like um meticulous i guess um and that's how i like to be with my dates and if, and if i can show up and say look i know all these sort of buttons and all these things that you've revealed at whatever point then points for me but really points for both of us happier couple happier me it's fucking awesome
2: i'm blowing my mind can we flip it for a second and yeah. be like, what's it like to be on the receiving end of the, you're cool, yeah. but I I hate you, email. <laughs> I'm kidding about the...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might really suck.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I imagine so. I've been there. Yeah, me too. It, it, the thing, cause, uh, but y- do you have that momentary feeling of like, do you have the momentary feeling of what did I do wrong or what could I have done better? Or well, are you able to be totally zen about it and be like,
1: you know what, it wasn't to well, me? Well, I feel like there are always, for me, it always exists on two planes of like my reptile brain and my higher self. Like experiencing rejection is hard. And I feel, you know, if I'm really into somebody and they're not clearly into me back, like, of course, sometimes it keeps me up at night. I'm like, why didn't they text me? Or why didn't, you know, of course, of course, we all do that. We all do that. But then there are, my papers are flying. Yeah. Yeah. articulating so wildly. Um, That shit sucks. But then like, I feel like there is, so yes, I do that. Yes, I fret. Yes, we all do. But like, there is really like, in my, like, really my highest self I don't want anybody to like be with me or be interested in me because I've convinced them to do that like I want like if it's not organically happening for them I have to be like awesome do your thing like and I might like have other feelings that are real and that I'll sit with and that like I can honor and acknowledge but it's not that those make me want to change anybody else's towards me because if they did then that wouldn't be a genuine or authentic thing and so it might it might really suck and it sometimes does and i've experienced this and sometimes it does but just like i feel like in the long run like people are where they are and you gotta them be does that sound harsh no no not to me yeah it sucks and it doesn't Mm. right oh chew on that for a minute don't don't (laughs) don't
2: if it's sucking don't don't chew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> capital A advice. It's probably a good thing to keep in mind <laughs> in general on a sex podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
5: Do you want to kick out the third one? Um, or no, on? I think right.
1: I think we got to move on to this question. That's actually so. Thank, uh, other questions from the room we're absolutely going to include in other keep episodes. It. But I'm so honored. Like again, I want to cry. I'm such a sap. But I just to invite my dear friend and bandmate Jillian Buckley to the table because we received a question from yay Jillian Buckley who is gonna uh, who is so many things she is uh, a doula a community organizer an activist an amazing amazing human being a dear dear friend to me and i a awesome songwriter and singer and we received a question that's actually addressed to Jillian because we've shared a couple of songs from our album and um, so I'm really glad that we can actually bring Jillian into the conversation to address this question that's addressed to her and um then we'll all get to riff on it a little bit as well but thank you so much for being here Jillian will you you introduce yourself and state your preferred pronoun
6: sure um so I'm Jillian and my preferred pronoun is she
2: okay Jillian or actually, hey guys, I've been listening to your podcast every day, and I've just recently heard Jillian say in one of them, maybe the first? It was the second. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't to g- g- Come on, get your episodes. Come on, this is important. Okay, um, uh, hearing in one of them, the second one, that she had some trouble in her younger years as a sexual individual with worrying more about being desired than what she wanted in her relationships. I think this is a very important topic that I can totally relate to. I am 19, and I am just learning that I can have whatever I want sexually, but still struggling with asserting myself. Also, I think the men I've been sleeping with haven't exactly been too worried about what I want. I would love to hear Jillian's story of how she overcame that, and maybe some advice. You guys totally rock my world. Thank you so much for teaching me about all kinds of safer, consensual, and happier sex. I appreciate you guys so much, and I think you're doing a wonderful
3: thing.
1: Aww. Thank Aww. you, Rhoda I hope you're listening. I
6: hope you get to listen to this. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for this question, first of all. Um, it means a lot to get to address it in a way that potentially could reach um, a number of people. And uh, Stephanie and I, not too long ago, met with a group of young women um, in between the ages of 13 and 15, and we heard sort of similar themes and ideas from them and a lot of how they were kind of struggling with how to go from hating their bodies to loving their bodies which I think is a hugely important process for all of us to go through Um, and I think the thing that's really radical and and brave especially when you're getting a lot of messages from a mainstream culture that you have a body that is not sexy but I also just wanted there to be space for them to feel like they didn't have a body at all, you know, I kept thinking that when they were talking to us about just the work that they were doing on themselves to build up their self-esteem about how they look, and I was thinking, great, that's important, but, but what else do you care about, what else do you want to fill that space in, that, that's the the thing that you're letting go of fixating on, what do you want to fill that space in with, um, and here's what worked for me, um, It's an ongoing process, but I will say, I mean, it's an ongoing process, but it's way, way better world for me at almost 30 than it was at 15. I will say that, even with saying that it's, you know, never completely solved. It can be way better. Um, And for me, the first step is to get to get really pissed off, to get really mad and to get some sort of cultural and historical context and understand that a lot of the messages that were that seemed like they were coming just from Inside my brain were actually coming from huge advertising companies who are trying to sell me things mm. um, to read uh, the body project by Joan Jacob Springberg to read schoolgirls by Peggy Ornstein and and be able to just dist take a little distance from my own life and s- realize wow a lot of people are experiencing this and it's not it's not an accident um, and just to be absolutely enraged in that and that can be a tricky and dangerous place you don't want to stay there forever but I just you know just to completely just burn down raise this forest of Hmm. self self self-loathing and um and worrying about what other people think of you and just destroy it (laughs) and that then there has to be something else that you can you can grow in that place and and that part is figuring out what do you what do you care about what can you do um for for me that's been writing poetry writing songs being involved in organizing projects that allows you to just have a little bit of a space where you can have a moment where you're not thinking about your self as a body at all whether it's a r- n- never mind b- positive or negative feelings about that body that it's just that you're that you can just forget it for a minute um yeah
1: oh Jillian (laughs) I just want to say hallelujah first to that um I feel like what you said is like absolutely at the core of it for me too and I think the truest most important thing um and so, but I do want to flag two other specific things within this question that might be resonant um one is um that the the men I've been sleeping with haven't exactly been mm. too worried about what I want. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is another place I want to just be really blunt and then be like, "Don't sleep with them, yeah, just don't, just don't, just don't or and and also and or case by case basis. Recognize that that in them is also part of this larger societal fucked upness. and there are ways to. I don't think it should be your project to, uh, but I, I do think that like if there's somebody who's like otherwise really like respectful and enlightened and into you, to like be like, no, like here, like here, here is what I want and here is you know to to really throw down with that and maybe he just never thought that was an option to to get to talk about that or he he never would have thought to ask you and then um you can be a living example of these of you know let this rage inspire you to um to have these conversations. I don't think that's always the right choice at all. I think mostly if somebody doesn't care about what you want, you shouldn't be with them. But I do think there's a time where it's like somebody's like up for this conversation, but just doesn't know how. And so I think that you could, you, you, you are in a powerful position to own that and to um, to throw down about that. And then I think the 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 other complex layer to this that i'm struck by is like how difficult it is to really know what you want and i'm thinking about my own journey there like in like i had amazing partners that would ask me what i wanted and i'd be like i don't know i just want to kiss you like i don't know i just think you're hot and i think like like a lot of people are in that place and that's okay but i want to this is the one bit of like practical advice that i want to throw down and this is like But I wouldn't even want to say this at all without the 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 foundation that you laid for this. I think that Jillian, like everything that you said, is the like capital M most capital I important thing. But I also think like speaking to how to not how to worry less about being desired and more 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 about being desirable and more about what you desire. I want to give a shout out for self love for masturbation. Mm. I am I am repeating things that I've said in prior episodes, but that like. Uh, maybe be sexual with nobody for a while or with fewer people and I want to like just give a shout out for really getting to know yourself and that can extend to like really I'm encouraging this I think this I feel a self-consciousness around this it might sound really cheesy but like Have a date with yourself. I've only done... I've intended to do this many times and only done this on a few occasions, but it's been super rewarding when I have. Like, I'm saying, like, set aside the time, light candles, play music, really be present with things like how much pleasure can I allow myself to feel? What feels good to me? What parts of my body are feeling alive? What are... Take your time. Do this many times. Like, I feel like it's not that... We never perfectly know ourselves. It's always a process, as you said, and I feel like I still need to do this a lot because I feel like even, like, what I want and being in touch with what I want is something that's very fluid and it's shifting over time, even, like, as I... Even as, yes, I'm in a better place at 31 than I was at 15, of course, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like... Um, I just, like, being with other people is can be super awesome, too, and practicing communicating your desires to people that you're going to be with, like... Totally go for it when that's right for you. But also like I I just want I just feel passionately about like really take the time and space and joy and pleasure that it can be in really, really getting to know yourself and what works for you.
2: And also to remind the person who wrote this in that I feel like you're ahead of my curve. You're ahead of the curve where I was at 19. I haven't thought shit about this at 19. Me too.
1: Oh my god. I didn't think about this at all until mid twenties. Yeah, you're really.
2: you're 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 ahead of the curve here, and I feel like uh, I feel like um, uh, that's I feel like you're probably ahead of the curve of most of the people who are like in your nearby dating pool. So you might be an outlier here, and that um, can be obnoxious. But also, I think it's a sign that you're doing something. That you're doing something right and cheers for considering this and thinking about this and then working on this at all well done yep. and Don't rock on
4: uh, i want to that was a wonderful response that you give at, at the beginning jillian and i want to add on to what you were saying as well about the 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 process of um understanding yourself better An mm-hmm. exercise that i do and i've um when i've worked with clients before is sometimes uh, just suggesting to them that you sort of walk throughout the day Doing one of you can sort of do it in different ways. One version is you play the yes game where you just walk around and you note all the things that you're saying yes to. I am saying yes to walking down the stairs to take the two train from 96th Street after
1: 96th Street. <laughs> um I'm saying
4: yes to the wedding planner. I am saying no to Birkenstocks, <laughs> etc. Um Do you keep a spreadsheet on all this for yourself? No, goodness, no, too many layers. <laughs> Oh, hair flip. Um, <laughs> uh, th- the other version is, um, I- I- if you don't want to sort of play the yes game, it's um, I'm a person who, and then you just, you just continue to like fill in the blank, and it doesn't even have to be about yourself or your body or, you know, um, anything like major. Like
1: Jillian pers- said, I'm a person who writes poetry. I'm a yeah. person who.
4: Yeah, and, and that's sort of what happens for a lot of people is something, something populates where it looked barren, Right, because sometimes uh. when we've been broken down, it just, it's ugly. And sometimes there's, there's nothing there, especially as you're talking mm-hmm. about, like when it's washed away, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the, and what's a small other exercise that's worked for me. Cause I sincerely have had body issues for many, many years. Um, is I will take little tiny parts of my body that I like, like I love the hair on my big left toe, my big left toe hair is so it's, I almost want to show you, but show all it. the listeners at home. Francisco, sh- we
1: have a live audience. Oh gosh, we bro. have a unique opportunity. Check out these
4: great socks. We'll have to put a picture on Instagram. But look at that toe. Oh. That's, sexy, in, that's right? some pretty okay, sexy so the hair on the, on, right? the, on, the, on the big toe. Sexy, I'm attempting to that toe. right now. It's just picture oh, this, everyone yeah. at home. Right?
1: Put sock in there. Okay. Wow. Um, no, it is like, it's like, just like perfectly it's, positioned. It's just perfect, right? <laughs> it's, it's really and nice. And so,
4: if if I can have a sexy, hairy left toe, then I sort of radiate from that. Like, what else, what other little crevice of me is kind of hot? And then uh-huh. I just keep on do, doing that and literally dancing. I do that and dance. I dance to mm-hmm. um, rock the boat.
3: <laughs> nice. can be, you can
2: feel the opposite. I got a gray nose hair yesterday. I wanted oh, to die. That's oh. rough. She's like, "Yes, I know. Oh, that's I realize rough. that I am swiftly approaching death. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Let's move on."
1: Did you pluck it or did you leave it?
2: Oh, oh, I left it and then I plucked it. Can I? Can I have it both ways? I left it for the day and then this morning I made I made it go away. Okay. That's fair. I, I I I kissed it and dropped it into the river to watch it go <laughs> I didn't do that. Let's take away. Yes.
4: You put it. You put it on your like. Fingers and you make a wish or something. That you should do that. Like I like thought, I killed all of your kind. Yes. <laughs>
3: oh
1: man. <laughs> um, you guys, I feel we, we do. Done. Yeah, we need to move on. But what? Um, any last thoughts before we do?
2: I want to do a quick little bit of scene setting that I neglected to do at the beginning, just to let everybody know who's not here. That our four microphones are on a chessboard on a milk crate on a piano bench. Oh, all yes. tied together with string in the middle of a room of awesome, sexy people. Just keep that in it mind. It does
1: not... Just keep in mind, it does not get any better than this. Hell <laughs>
2: yeah. It's time for Quickies. Epic
1: and w- Quickies. We're making it a
2: Quickie orgy up here. Woo! <laughs> we have Francisco and Jillian and Ajoatete and Antonio Levy. We're going to really... We're going we're gonna to have a lot of Quickies. A lot of Quickies. Okay. Um... Uh Here is my quickie. It is a recommendation for a show that takes the Bechdel test and blows it a fucking part. Watch Orphan black. It is so amazing and the 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 main performance by Tatiana Maslani playing a host of characters is so epically cool and it is a a a powerful show about powerful women working together it 's fucking badass and um you should watch it. Where? when? Oh, that's a really good question. It is on BBC America. It's a Canadian television program. Yeah. Um, and I think it's on the Amazon streaming., uh, you'll find it. I have faith in you. Quickie.
1: All right. Anybody who listens to the podcast knows that I'm horrible at quickies, or I like long, juicy quickies, or like to take the full amount that I possibly can in the context of a quickie. Um, and so today is no exception. I've been reading this book that like, is really getting under my skin. I love a lot of things that I read, but this book like really gets to me. It's by Sarah Schulman, and it is called uh, The Gentrification of the Mind, Witness to a Lost Imagination. And it is, on the surface, it's a memoir of the, the AIDS crisis in the 80s. Not that there isn't still an AIDS crisis, but it's of that particular moment. And, but it's so much more than that. It's like a cultural treatise on how the homogenization of neighborhoods, specifically Chelsea and the Lower East Side, um, then had ripple effects outward toward the homogenization of how people think and write and the narratives that we collectively tell ourselves and it just I mean it's not meant to be like hardcore political analysis which is not it's just like conjecture and idea but it's really shaken me up and I want to read a quotation from it um, from the last chapter called the pleasure of being uncomfortable which is we currently live with a stupefying cultural value that makes being uncomfortable something to be avoided at all costs even at the cost of living a false life at the expense of others in an unjust society. We have a concept of happiness that excludes asking uncomfortable questions and saying things that are true, but which might make us and others uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable or asking others to be uncomfortable is practically considered antisocial because the revelation of truth is tremendously dangerous to supremacy. As a result, we have a society in which the happiness of the privileged is based on never starting the process towards becoming accountable. If we want to transform the way we live, we will have to reposition being uncomfortable as part of our life, as part of the process of being a full human being and as a personal responsibility. So my quickie is cheers to choosing to be uncomfortable.
6: I'm also going to recommend a book uh, dear Jenny, We Are All fined by Jenny Zhang um, and I just think that she is found a way to write about sex and being a first generation American and having parents who don't speak English that well along with like experiencing her experience of her own body and shitting and farting and just bringing all of this in together in a way that's just really innovative and um, unlike anything else I've read, dear Jenny, we're all fine.
4: I did my quickies wrong. Uh, <laughs> I wrote like one line, like sentences. Um, so here I read. Um, There's no such thing as doing quickies wrong, okay. Francisco. <laughs> I like them real quick. Um, it's not a question if of if someone is good in bed. It's if they're good in bed with you. Everyone is good. In bed. Be curious. Uh, relationships consist of compromise, but that's not a bad thing because a compromise is a promise that's being made together. A little antifungal cream goes a long, <laughs> long, long way. <laughs> Uh, hourly hotels right outside the Port Authority bus terminal in New York do not always change their sheets between guests. Trust and believe. <laughs> um, uh, this one was uh, two more. One that my uh, I'm, they said at my Chicano Latino graduation at Berkeley. Um, the last line, which is what I live by, is check it out. <laughs> And lastly, if you're ever tempted to walk in the middle of Houston Street in the snow and take off most or all of your clothes for the love of a man, don't even think twice, just do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right, I am Adjua, Um so I had the pleasure of joining um, Stephanie and Dave for episodes 4 and 10, and so my preferred pronoun is she. Um, so I'm going to just talk a little bit. So Earth Day just happened recently. Um, and so yeah, Earth Day okay. Um, (laughs) so, you know, that's kind of an opportunity where people take to kind of think a little bit more about how our bodies and our health intersect with the environment. And so sometimes that looks like thinking about what we eat, or sometimes that looks like thinking about what we put into our bodies as well. And so kind of, uh, what I want to talk about in this little mini quickie is just thinking about how do we complicate that? And so, um, there's a couple of organizations that put together a really cool toolkit recently, so the Sierra Club's Global Population and Environment Program, the Reproductive Health Technologies Project, and an awesome environmental justice organization that works in northern Manhattan at NYC, that we act for environmental justice. And so what they did is kind of thinking about a little bit more about how do we and our health and the environment intersect in both ways when we're talking about individually, so in terms of, like, what types of products that we use, um, or even, like, how... Um, Fossil fuels and other things like that can affect our our bodies, too. And so kind of the intersections of environmental health and and reproductive health. And it's actually really interesting because there's a lot that hasn't – or progress that hasn't been made in terms of legislation around the chemicals that are in the products we use, whether it's things that we sit on or products that we put on our face in terms of makeup or lotion. And so it's kind of talking a little bit more about how do we think more about those intersections from an individual – to a kind of global level. So it's kind of talking about environmental health toxins and reproductive health, and it's called the Earth Toolkit. So p- folks that are interested, they can check it out on the Sierra Club Backslash Population website, as long as other ones, too. So it's just a, me- a good information thing to kind of think about us and thinking from a justice perspective of what that looks like for a lot of different folks. So...
7: Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Antonia. My preferred pronoun is she... And uh, I joined Stephanie and Dave on episode 9. And um, I had, when I came here, thought about doing a little rant on Russia because it makes me very upset right now how homophobic and imperialistic um, that country is in Europe right now, um, where I'm from, and it's very saddening. But I will not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because listening to this podcast, I want to do a shout-out to spreadsheets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the reason is, and I was the person who said, here, here, because I've actually been the content of a spreadsheet <laughs> um, myself and um, kind of you know, went through the experience of feeling that is really weird when one of my younger and enthusiastic lovers told me that I became part of his spreadsheet that he keeps on his lover's preferences. But to be honest, after a while, I learned to appreciate it because he... Remembered. So, what I was thinking when you said that is that it's not a shout out on spreadsheets, it's a shout out to listening, remembering, and hearing. And um, that, you know, when you fill out a spreadsheet on your lovers or whatever you choose, you listened and you want to remember. And I think that is definitely a value. And Having been in quite a few poly relationships, I know how confusing it can be and how I have been in situations where I was like, you remember when we came here? And there is a blank look, and I'm like, oops. I didn't come here with this person. This must have been someone else. So um, yeah, Uh, my shout out to spreadsheets. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much, everyone. And um, now, thanks to everyone but Jillian, I want to give the floor to Jillian, and we are going to share the sexiest song ever about enthusiastic consent.
3: should do
6: Okay. Hey, everybody. Hi. 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 Thank you for being here and smiling, and soon you'll be singing, I hope. Um, so Nick is going to project some words up behind me. Um, which are the chorus to a song that Stephanie and I want to sing with all of you. And it's a song that we wrote after going on a tour around the country, talking with people in their homes about love and sex and relationships and family. And we are recording an album right now, which is mostly made up of songs that we played during that tour, during what we call a concert conversation. Um, But this is one that we've written since we came back. And it was inspired primarily by conversations that we had at, in a college town um, where, as in many college towns in the United States, um, there was a lot of controversy around the mishandling on the part of the uh, the university there, mishandling of allegations of rape and sexual assault, um, which sadly is definitely not exclusive to this particular place and we were having all these conversations with college students there people who had just graduated from the school and what I heard multiple times was oh yeah but that's these other people that's other people who are doing that that's other people who that's happening to and then they would go on to tell uh, stories that were really sad or disturbing or and definitely show that this actually had touched their own lives so we've had a lot of conversations about what does a culture of consent actually mean? What does it mean to actually, to mo- to use this phrase beyond consent, um, hugely influenced by this anthology of writing, um, Yes Means Yes, Beyond Consent. And yeah, Stephanie mentioned earlier, we wanted to make a song that talked about how sexy it is to actually have this conversation. So rather than it be like, this is your duty, it's like, why would you not want to? Why would you not want to be having sex with someone who gets to share what they
1: And like. on this album that we're currently recording, we're going to do the kind of like scrappy acoustic version that you'll hear tonight. And also we're going to make a really slick dance remix of it that we hope that people will dance to and this will be an earworm that can live on in that way.
0: Don't think that I don't like you And don't assume I do You've only got to ask me Do I want to chill with you? So I'm three drinks deep and flirting Don't think you know what I'm about So I said I'd watch a movie Doesn't mean we're gonna turn it out So don't, 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 don't Ask me more than can you do it to me Ask me do I want to Ask me how I like it Ask me what I'm into, ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it Ask me more than can you do it to me, ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it Come on, ask me what I'm into, ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it How I like it, like it, like it, like it Don't go creeping when you want to undress me When I say yes, then you'll know All the things I'd like to do to you Let me tell and then I'll show And we'll get to where there's no talking Where you won't even know your name More than present, I want you pleasured And I hope you feel the same So don't, 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 don't don't. Ask me more than can you do it to me Ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it Come on, ask me what I'm into Ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it Ask me more than can you do it to me, ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it. Come on, ask me what I'm into, ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it. You can't have me, I can't have you, it's not something we have, it's something we do. You can't have me, I can't have you, it's not something we have, it's something we do. Ask me more than can you do it to me, ask me do I want to, ask me how I like it. Come on, ask me what I'm into. Ask me, do I want to? Ask me how I like it. Ask me more than can you do it to me. Ask me, do I want to? Ask me how I like it. Come on, ask me what I'm into. Ask me, do I want to? Ask me how I like it. How I like it, like it, like it. How I like it, like it, like it. How I like it, 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 like it.
1: That's almost it for episode 16. But before we share what everyone in that room that night thinks is the sexiest, I need to give a huge shout-out of serious gratitude to everyone who was an integral part of making that event happen. Um, To 3B Brooklyn for hosting us, specifically to Catherine and to Matt to Jeremy Mage for sound support, and to Nick Banassarath, my co-pilot of the event, and our amazing team of other volunteers, Liz Maxwell, Dorna Lang, Elena Yesner, and Francelle Wax. Seriously, this could not have happened without you. Thank you so, so much. And thanks to everyone who came, and thanks to all of you for downloading. And if you dig what we do, we ask that you consider helping to keep us afloat by going to Patreon.com/slash SexForSmartPeople, and there you can become our patron at a level of a dollar or two or five per episode. Um, that could be for as little as twenty-four bucks per year. Um, we're really committed to keeping this content free but we've been paying out of pocket to make this happen thus far and uh, we're just so grateful for our community's support in keeping this going And on our next episode, you are in for a real treat. We have the extraordinary, self-proclaimed sex geek, Reid Mihalko. He's a sex educator and sex and relationship expert whose tagline is, Be the change you want to see in the bedroom. And you can learn more about him at readaboutsex.com. That's R-E-I-D, aboutsex.com. And... Special sneak peek announcement. While I was in the Bay Area recently, I got to meet Dossie Easton, who is one of my heroes and one of the writers of The Ethical Slut, and we're still working out the details for when exactly she'll be joining us, but um, we're really grateful and excited that that's going to happen sometime in the future as well. And our crowdsource question, yeah, is, hey, SFSP, you say often that communication is the most important thing and that you should talk to each other about things. But what happens when you've tried your hardest to talk about things, but there are still major problems? Where do you think is the line between nobody's perfect and all relationships take work and a partnership that just isn't healthy or working out and should be moved on from? So we would love to hear from you about that. We're waiting until a few more responses roll in. And we would love to hear from you about everything and everything. Every question is a crowdsource question, and we love being bombarded. Please send us your thoughts, your ideas, your objections, and send us questions that you'd like us to address on upcoming episodes. Keep it coming. We are so glad and grateful to be in this conversation with you. I know we say it all the time, but it is just so so deeply true Uh, thank you for everything and we look forward to seeing you next time we have one more element of the evening before we wrap and then we can linger here for for a while but um we want to put in the room what you all think is the sexiest and this is one of the things i'm super excited about is i like i'm just like the diversity of what people honestly find as the sexiest just excites me so much in life and so you're about to find that out from this room. So, Francisco, would you come join? And Jillian as well. And so, Dave, take it away. Yes. So Frame this game, this into, the game. into the microphone.
2: <laughs> the microphone. This is a game where there's going to be a song, and then we're going to read these as quickly as possible. Finishing before the song ends. It is a race. Which
1: then will not will be as win. hard in this room no, as going it going was f- in the launch party, but we will still, there will be urgency. It's going to work this time. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Okay.
2: Here we go. The Elvis Song, A Little Less Conversation, also Winking from Strangers with a Smile.
1: Curiosity. Love.
6: Uh, Tyrion Lannister.
2: (laughs) Jiggly Bits.
1: Hitachi Wand, Heart Heart. Um, Oh, communification. Ah, yes!
2: (laughs) Moaning.
4: Authenticity.
1: Bisexual group sex.
4: Passion and integrity.
6: Edutainment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Breastfeeding, a.k.a. breasts doing the most natural thing they do.
1: A strong passion for your craft.
2: Accents.
6: Admitting you don't know what you're doing.
4: People who are confident and comfortable being proud who they are. Arcane knowledge. Spontaneously unplanned out-of-bed sex
6: recognizing that the personal doesn't always have to be political. Yay feminists who own their rape fantasies.
2: Knowing what you want to do to me.
1: Being present exclamation mark. We did it. We did it. Wait, Francisco and Jillian. Okay.
4: Forgiveness is the sexiest.
6: Um uh going to a party and like not making small talk with people but also not looking at your phone or pretending like you're getting stuff from the snack table. Just like being there is sexy, I think. And our listeners listeners And everyone in this
1: room is the sexiest Thank you so much for joining us Tonight Please stay and hang out